You wanna hear a good joke? Nobody speak, nobody get choked. Sports fans, it is Friday here on 89.1 KHOL, and Teton Sports Talk is here to bring you a little bit closer to your weekend. I'm your host, Massey Seaman, and down in Texas is Graham Trainer. Massey, I got somebody on the phone for you. Okay. I'm punching him in. Oi! Good day, Massey. It's Greg Norman. Here I am. How, the, the shock. How you doing? I'm. 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 Sh- I, Greg, I am shocked that not even you knew that the Live Tour oh. was going to merge with the PGA. Aren't you the spokesman for the Live Tour? It's a bunch of dingo rubbish. It is. I lost control of me beloved live tour. I did. I got a pitch for you though. All right. If you give me, if you give me two hundred billion dollars, I'll get you a competitive kayaking league. I'll get it started, and I'll sign a deal with Lifetime Network to air it. What do you say? I'm in. Oh, I'm perfect. in. That was that was easy. Bye, bye, Greg. Bye. Wow, Greg already on the next. He's already on to the next thing. Entrepreneur, <laughs> that guy. I hope you're flush with cash, Matthew. I'm about to be with, with when Greg signs. Greg it's signs gonna, me. It's going to take, take off. Yes, we're, uh, we're going to lead this hour of Teton Sports Talk with the uh, lesson that the PGA has given everyone in capitalism by selling out to the Saudis' blood money. Oh, man. So if you've been living under a rock, there are, there is very little drama in golf besides the ones that we drum up. Maybe Phil Mickelson doing some insider trading or having immense gambling debts. Golf does not make headlines. It's not a very flashy sport in the sense there's drama. I mean, we got to talk about Bryson DeChambeau and Brooks Kepka for a little while because they hated each other. Even that fizzled out in a month. So here we are, the PGA Tour, quote-unquote, is getting investment from Live Tour. The Live Tour is entirely funded by the Saudis' private investment fund, PIF. And, PIF. <laughs> and they stole all the, not all, but the majority of the PGA superstars by giving them incredible amounts of money, hundreds of millions of dollars. They were even snatching up some younger talent for the $75 million some people were offered. And in two years... The Live Tour has spent so much money and drained the PGA's coffers. Jay Monahan, the what do you call someone who's head of a nonprofit like PGA Tour? What's his title? I think he's considered director or CEO. He's some sort of C-suite name. I don't know. It's got some fancy, yeah, fancy some, uh, suit, some fancy suit name. Jay Monahan sold out to live golf and is accepting their investment and eventual their eventual takeover of pga tour as we know it yeah and he gets to be uh brooks's boss again he gets to be uh bryson's boss again he gets to be phil's boss again yeah you're right they took live tour took like at the time probably like i'd say three or four of the top 15 golfers in the world and not including phil mickelson because he wasn't really playing at that level then but he's a he's a like a mount rushmore guy of the last 30 years you know he's tiger's he was Tiger and Phil had a friendly dynamic versus like what Bryson and Brooks did, but they had yeah. a rivalry, but it was all on the course. It wasn't, it wasn't like uh, in the, in the IG TikTok days when you got like people making compilations of how many times Bryson pisses off Brooks Kepka makes him sigh or yeah, Bryson hits himself in the face with a rope and cries. I mean, <laughs> that's still gold. <laughs> that is still, 
It's still out there on the internet. Um, okay, so let's let's get back to Jay Monahan because Jay Monahan has to be the biggest hypocrite in sports, at least of the last fifty years. Yeah. So Jay Monahan just pitched pitch loyalty, pitch loyalty, pitch loyalty to all his PGA guys, had players only meetings where he said, We're gonna reward you guys for staying with the PGA. We're gonna take care of you. They made the purses bigger. He invoked 9-11 multiple times publicly on air. His power broker, Jimmy Dune, worked in the World Trade Center. And apparently Jimmy Dune is the pivotal, the pivotal power broker in this deal with the Live Tour. He lost friends in the 9-11 attacks. He brought up Jay Monahan brought up families of the victims of 9-11 and said, How can you turn your back on these people? And in the ultimate move of hypocrisy, took the money. Yeah. And I mean, this isn't on the same wavelength as 9-11 related things, but he also has hung guy that stood up for uh, the PGA without getting any monetary, you know, he didn't get like, it's like Rory, I'm talking about Rory, Rory Mm -hmm. McIlroy stood up and took that uh, Captain America, Captain Ireland, Captain Captain Ireland role, if you want to call it. Captain PGA. Uh, Kevin PGA uh, without like a salary for that. So he's just kind of doing it on his own because he believes in the product. He believes in the people that he works for and Holy crap hung out to dry. Just, and, and Jay's come out, Monahan's come out recently and be like, Oh no, we're going to reward those players. But this is what it comes down, comes down to. They needed money and they needed a lot of money. They needed cash to boost all the tournament purses they needed cash to employ just their army of lawyers because the Live Tour is still actively suing the PGA over uh, monopoly rights. What is that called? Antitrust li- rights, whatever it's called. Yeah. And I'm just Something curious like if the DOJ, who was investigating the PGA, looked into their books and said, oh, these nonprofit CEOs, well, they're flying private jets and living in multiple houses throughout the year. And I'm just wondering if something dramatic happened, right? So the dramatic action usually doesn't occur when everything, when the boat is steady, right? So it usually happens in response to something else. Now, I'm assuming Liv is going to drop the lawsuit, thus dropping whatever the DOJ is finding. But that is just one one piece of, or one plume of smoke coming out of this coming out of this fire that is the PGA right now. Yeah. And I didn't even, I didn't even see the DOJ was the best part of this. Um, my, my biggest like smoking gun that I think actually moved the needle a bit. Maybe I'm wrong in this, but um, Brooks, a live tour guy winning the PGA championship. I feel like it was kind of one of those, like they have some of our best, they have some good players, but they hadn't won anything in a while. They don't want an actual PGA event or a, a majors, which those four matter the most in over a year and a half or 18 months or 24 months or whatever, two years. So it's like, oh, we have Brooks back to winning in front of us, and he's a live guy. We have to attach his name to live, but he's coming over to play PGA events. I feel like it just kind of looks like – it's just kind of a bad look. So I think that had an impact too. But the fact that – I mean, Brooks is on a heater right now since he's been recovering from injury. It just seems like in it only took two years. It took two years, and that was it. That was how much yeah. – has it been two years? It might be like, like when this all this garbage started. Twenty yeah. months, you know, it wasn't very yeah. long. So it's no. it's just an, an incredible fall from the the firm firm stance that the PGA was taking of saying we'll never 
be Liv. We'll never do that. And Liv didn't have to have TV ratings. No one watched the Liv on the CW. They didn't have to have uh, fame. All they had to do was just sit and watch the PGA sink itself. Yeah. Play play gimmick tournaments and, and shorts like like I do. Like a, you know. <laughs> well, you're, yeah. A normal guy. Big question. Less money. We might play a dollar a hole when we play Wolf or something. It's a golf game. Dang. Dang, dude. Yeah. You might want to go see somebody about that. All right. So there's a couple of different perspectives that I want to I want to run past you to see mm-hmm. maybe get your opinion on who should be mad, who should be happy, yada, yada, yada. So number one, the most glaring question is the people like Rory and some of the other guys that stayed loyal to the PGA that turned down hundreds of millions of dollars. They should be livid, right? Yeah, they should be livid. I mean, obviously, the, the actual uh, tour itself is going to be more flush with cash, and they might it might improve purse numbers. And, like, maybe – I haven't looked into it, but I don't know if, like, that improves what uh, players that finish, like, let's say 10th through uh, 100th at a tournament, like what they make or something. I don't know if that's something that's going to be good, but they're also going to be pissed off because it's the nasty Saudi blood money. So it's like the people that were prideful about that are totally screwed morally. Yeah. Like, like Rory. Yeah, and so that's that was another perspective. If you're a normal, average PGA player, right, you never got courted by the Live Tour, you never even sniffed the $100 million offers that they were getting, are you are you stoked now that there's going to be the, – the purses are going to be bigger at PGA events? Are you like, <laughs> depends on, depends, okay, yeah. well, I guess morally I have conflicts with it, but like financially this is good for me and my family. Yeah, I mean, you're – you're not actively murdering people, but you're taking from money that actively do. I mean, it's like, you can yeah. be like, justify it. Or I, I guess you just justify it, move on with your life because you're a hell of a golfer. Obviously if you're in the PGA and you're making cuts tournaments, even if you're finishing 50th, like, yeah, you are stoked. If the, if the purses are all going to increase across the board. Final, final question here. Or the, wa- the wags are stoked at least. At the least. Yeah, always. sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> final perspective here is why are the live golfers happy about it is that because they can play more pga events like what what is there you looked online you saw phil mickelson you saw brooks they're all dancing in the street so to speak and why are they stoked that their tour eventually bled the pga dry is that just because they had such issue with how the pga ran its events no i don't think i would say they're just stoked to have you know phil's phil's an older dude brooks is old enough to grow up watching tiger and watching, you know, players, uh, golfers in the 90s as well. And even the 80s, Jack Nicholas and Arnold Palmer before that. They, they, they grew up loving the, the game, and the only game out there was the PGA. So I think that they, they are happy to have, like, the PGA on their resume again, attached to their name, you know. There's some sort of prestige there. A little pride and honor. Yeah, prestige of being back in the good graces. If, if I think they have to apply, they have to apply back to the PGA – I don't think anybody, I don't think uh, Monaghan's going to turn down Brooks Kepka. Ho- hopefully he turns down Bryson's application. That'd be hilarious if he didn't get the job. He gets on LinkedIn. He's like, hey, hey, Monaghan, can I get this job back at the PGA? Do you so mind? No, we're not even, t- we're not, we filled the position, Bryson. Sorry. Sorry, Bryson. <laughs> but your paperwork's not in order. Monaghan. In his interview, did you see his interview? Bryson's interview about giving no. sympathy to the, oh, he was, he was just basically like caught off guard having to answer kind of political questions. And he sounded like such a dumbass. I mean, he was just like <laughs> flailing. I'm not specialized for talking politics. Uh, they're trying to do some good in the world, showcase themselves in a light that hasn't been seen in a while. Nobody's perfect. Like 
Jesus, dude. Yeah, I it's mean, called sports washing. The Saudis have been just, their coffers are full. <laughs> Oil is a finite resource. You know what makes a bunch of money? Entertainment. Might as well just buy a golf league. Which golf league can you buy? Let's just buy the biggest one. Who? Yeah, who was the best like heel in the WWE? Because it's good to have a, a guy like that. You know, I guess that's the important part. You need Bryson to come back. Triple H game. was Triple H was hated yeah. for a while. There you go. He's the Triple H. NWO was hated for a while. Oh, I was I was a huge NWO guy. Yeah, I mean it's, I was it's more it's, of a it's wolf pro wrestling. Guy. In the background, it's pro wrestling. I mean, it really is. It's like Vince McMahon and all these all these characters, and obviously when it transitions to the course, the Massey, the drama in the, in golf is it's, it's on the course is where the drama happens. So also with this, with this new money from Lev, are we going to start seeing more of a golf on a global scale? Now, I mean, we have golf in England and we have golf in Australia and we have golf at some of these more exotic places, but with a purse as big as the PIF has, PIF has, are we going to see golf year round played all across the globe? Is this now going to be a global sport? It's a good question. I wonder if the PGA will be able, I don't know if they're going to want to invest in like owning the Japanese open or the Australian open, like you said, like, or, you know, an Australian tournament, not the tennis tournament, but you know what I'm saying? Like, right. I wonder if they're going to try to like branch out. I don't think they're going to try to mess with Russian golf, but you know, that's a different, whole different topic. Yeah. I don't think <laughs> if, if it exists. <laughs> Russian I haven't golf. seen a lot of Russian golfers make the tour. So that's, that's yet to be seen, but who knows? Maybe they're a sleeping giant when it comes to uh, the golf. Now, this is not the first time we've seen people from Saudi Arabia make investments into American sports. Now, if you look into the biggest American sport, that is the NFL, these teams the yeah, fastest growing. <laughs> these teams are selling for billions of dollars. We saw the Broncos get sold for what, 4.95? We just saw mm-hmm. the Commanders get sold for almost $7 billion. Now, Dan Snyder ran that business terribly and he ran it into the ground and he bought it for 800 million and sold it for 6 billion that is an inv- return on your investment like you you cannot possibly fathom who is going to be able to buy these NFL teams like when the Dallas Cowboys sell for example or Whoa. when the Patriots sell those numbers are going to be absolutely staggering is this is this an opportunity now that we've seen it now that we're probably in 5 or 10 years just going to accept the live tour being part of the PGA tour. And if not yeah. just an eventual takeover of the board, you know, the board of the PGA is eventually going to get taken over by these, uh, I mean, these, this fund and their guys, you know, they're going to put people in the office that they want to be able to control it. Are we going to start seeing, is this a, not a crack or not a, cr- yeah, like a crack in the dam is all of a sudden we're going to see all our sports teams be bought up by these oil tycoons. Mm. Not non Jerry Jones oil tycoons. Yeah, not not West Arkansas, <laughs> East Texas oil tycoons. I'm talking about Glad. the biggest oil producers in the world and the richest the way, people in the Nasty, world. The Dallas Cowboys, the Dak Prescott, they will never be sold to anybody uh, east of Florida. Don't don't worry about it. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, what about what about Robert Kraft? What about the 49ers? What about the Lakers? What about I can't even think of another franchise that's top tier. You know. Uh, the New York Yankees. Oh, the Patriots. You mean like the higher um, valued franchises that like when they do the Forbes. Yeah. Um, when they do the Forbes yeah. list, what's they can probably just buy them outright. They're like, Oh, you need 7 billion. Okay. Do you take check? Well, they've been getting, they've been getting involved with like 
with soccer a bit and being throwing out money in soccer as well. They've over, bought some England. Europe. Yeah. Some English franchises, yeah. I believe. It's just, it's just, it, 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 I, no, it's, I agree. It's like one of those things where I feel like it's like Job and the rest of development. It's like, I made a huge mistake. Like they're going <laughs> to, they're doing this. And then in 90 days, they got, there's people that coming into PJ headquarters that are just like, not, it's not working out the way they thought it was going to. And now they've like given up the goat. I mean, that this is just a lesson in capitalism. Money, money talks and money wins and money won the day. The rich are getting richer. Shocking. All right. I don't so know. I, I don't know if I'm against it or not. Like, I, I, I mean, I, I feel like I think Jay Monahan is the biggest POS that I've seen in a while. Um, and I'm sure he's going to get ousted. Eventually, this will make like five years down the road. We're going to look back and see this as a pivotal point in golf. I'm assuming where golf got better and bigger and mm -hmm. more exposure. But right now it feels slimy. Oh yeah. hundred percent feels slimy. I mean, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know if it's going to end poorly, but I, I feel like it's going to be, a, there's going to be some big bumps in the road coming up. Yeah. Logistically. I mean, and then right now it's, it's just stay tuned and, and watch like what, what are we going to, I don't know. I mean, what do you think the people at the four majors are saying? Like what is TPC Sawgrass when they, when they're meeting probably in the midnight hours of, of this week and Augusta national being like, okay, now, now what? Yeah, the British Open. I mean, the British cannot be – well, I don't know. I mean, you're right. They, they were already infiltrating soccer a bit. I don't know. It depends on who's kind of, like, involved with the board of the British Open, you know. I, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, Augusta, Augusta's not going to like it. No, no, no. Augusta <laughs> Augusta famously doesn't like a lot of things. At um, least the PGA Championship and the U.S. Open move around, so you got different personalities in different locations every time. And I guess it does move around with the British. Um, and, but it's, like, usually, like, four or five different uh, courses up there. At, it. And men in Scotland too. I, I I don't know. It's yeah. It's all TBD. But I think it's going to ruffle a lot of feathers. Oh, for for sure. Never forget that uh, all the people that crashed those planes in the towers were Saudi Arabian. Oh yeah. Yeah, <laughs> they had some. Al Qaeda had some funding from somewhere. Let's call it Saudi Arabia. Okay. All right. Now we have the NBA. Let's let's switch gears here. We have the NBA Finals. The Nuggets yeah. lead the Heat two to one behind Jokic's and Jamal Murray's record performances. With uh, both at triple doubles over the thirty point mark, which has never been done before in in a regular season or an NBA playoff game. Let's just talk about the Nuggets for a second, because it feels like they're far and away the better team, but the Heat keeps showing up. They keep keeping it close. What is your take as we move into Friday where the Heat have to play another game at home, or excuse me, get to play another game at home? They stole one on the road from Denver. Denver stole one back. How are the Heat going to respond to this new surge by the Nuggets? I mean, yeah, it's coming off, like you said, Joker had 30, 20, and 10. He now has three games with that stat line uh, as a triple-double, and there's only other two two players ever, two different players that had that stat line in history. Do you think you, you can uh, give it? Give two it other players? Yeah, two other players. Will Chamberlain is the answer to all those questions. Nicely done. And maybe Russell Westbrook, but – this because he had a, <laughs> he had a season of triple doubles. Um, Shaquille O'Neal, not not a bad guess either either of those. Uh, Kareem, 
the other Lakers center oh, brain. Duh. Yeah. Uh, every every single one of those I, every single one of those trivia questions is Wilt Chamberlain and Kareem. I just don't. Yeah, I think like I think the Heat are just running out of gas. I think that they're. I mean, all all respect to Kevin Love, and he was a badass player in 2015, but he's starting games now. I mean, they've just kind of they're kind of running out of bodies. And um, what's the guy's name that had uh, oh Cameron, not Cameron. Um, what was his name? He was uh, Caleb Martin, who had, who had an amazing series um, against the Knicks and amazing series in the against the Celtics, and kind of carried the other side of the load for the non Bam and, and um, Jimmy Bucket side. These guys are just kind of expiring, and the, uh, the they've hit their peak. And I feel like we're just kind of going downhill. They got to go back to I'll play the I'll play the altitude card again, but they got to go back over to Denver and play there, uh, no matter what. Maybe twice even if, if Denver mm-hmm. wins Game Four then I feel like they'll just close that at home in five, but gentlemen sweep. And if you look at it, the Heat have lost four out of the last six games. Is that right? I four, think that's right. Four out of their last – oh, yeah, yeah, because they, they almost they almost fell apart against the Celtics. They got up and they started to, started to feel like the Heat – the Celtics were going to come back and make that historical 3-0 comeback, and so they had to have lost three games in a row there to and, even have a game seven. So, yeah, and yeah, then they right. lost one at Denver and won one at Denver, then – Lost no, that's right. Butler, yeah, Butler's not been the same for about like two weeks now. And I think it's worth. I still think it's worth tuning in. You got to watch Jokic play. That guy is the yeah. most unselfish superstar that we've seen in a while, and he still puts up numbers. He makes everyone around him better. You got Gordon complimenting, just playing defense and getting rebounds. I mean, he had double double, and Jokic had the quietest thirty some odd points and twenty some odd rebounds that you've seen in NBA finals. It's just not powerful. It's like not in your face. He's just getting rebounds and putting things back up. And I feel like in terms of, you know, um, I feel like he's one of those players that like, he looks so out of shape and he's got like Phil Mickelson's body up top, you know, just kind of a dad bod. (laughs) Yeah, dude. That like, you're like, there's no, there's no point where I'm like, oh, he's out of shape. He doesn't have any, any time left. He always has time left. He looks like he's out of shape and he doesn't have, have any juice left but he still just comes out and has a triple double like this it's he played he 42 no, minutes yeah exactly yeah the guy is an, an absolute animal it's just so seamless i feel like he didn't have to put i don't know if this is not it's like Giannis uh against the suns two years ago he has to put so much energy and he was kind of getting drained as the series went on i feel like joker is not going to get drained because he just he doesn't really have to do much in terms of he just has so much basketball iq that he doesn't have to do much in terms of like physical exertion. Yeah. So just, it's like he he can't get winded. The game just comes to him. It's 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 really just like that. Giannis had to do the I'm gonna drive down the middle, run through three people, and dunk the basketball. Yeah, he's got people like falling off of him. He's like carrying people on his back, basically, like literally. Yeah. All right. So let's uh let's get into our huddle, shall we? Yeah, let's do it. I wanted to quickly uh, point out in other news, uh, you saw the Chris Paul situation, right? Yeah, he's getting he's getting waived, right? Or the sign-in trade or something. He is. And at this very moment, Kyrie Irving is recruiting LeBron James to the Mavericks. And now we got Chris Paul out there. The Banana Boat Boys are coming to Dallas, Massey. And then in a year, we'll have Bronny on the Mavs. So Whoa. everything's looking great. Whoa, that is a spin zone. Banana Boat reunited in Dallas Texas. Now, Chris Paul did Carmelo play down. out of retirement. Sure. We're, we're good. Sure. He'll be well rested in two years. <laughs> the um who was all on the banana boat? I don't think Carmelo Anthony was actually pictured there. It was I thought he was. It was, it was Mello, Paul, LeBron, and uh 
who was the other banana boater? I can look it up. But it was like, that was definitely the core, the core three. I know, but I think it was somebody else. I think Carmelo Anthony did not actually make that picture. Look, look it up. The idea that Kyrie can make news by saying, yeah, I texted LeBron and told him to come to Dallas and there's articles written over it is so terrible. Like that guy is – the tampering is not what I'm ba- like pissed at because, I mean, obviously players oh. all talk to each other. And it's just one of those things where it's like Kyrie just wants – don't forget about me. I'm Kyrie Irving. Don't forget about me. I'm Kyrie Irving. I texted LeBron to come to Dallas. Like shut up, Kyrie. Just shut <laughs> your mouth. He's he's a people person, you know. He just gets along. No, he is not. Who's on the banana boat? I saw you chuckle. I know you know who it is. So there's a. You're right. There's a cartoon that they made that had Carmelo and the other three guys. No, sorry, it had Carmelo, Chris Paul, LeBron, and the and Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade was the missing piece, and then the actual banana boat picture has Gabriel Union, uh, Dwayne Wade's wife, in the front. So that's she was the banana boat lady, and then the other three guys minus Carmelo are on the boat. With Dwayne Wade. LeBron, CP3. Dwayne Wade, CP3. Dwayne Wade, Dwayne Wade's wife. Melo got animated into a, an NFT, maybe, uh, where he's on a banana boat with them, but he it, it's it's fictional. <laughs> <laughs> deep fake. You got deep faked by a cartoon. I got deep faked again. <laughs> Dang it. All right. Oh, it's uh, before we get to the huddle, let's uh, talk about the bison goring update. We are Ooh. over under this week, or not this week, this season is 4.25. And the bison are remaining patient, trainer. So calm. What are they taking Xanax? What's going on out there in Yellowstone? Yeah, maybe they're sitting too close to the geysers, and some of that sulfur is affecting their brain and making them soft. I don't know. Are there some that are there some that ha- happen out in the elk refuge, and you know the bodies just go unnoticed? You know, is it is that possible? I don't know. I think we're gonna have to hire the FBI here in Jackson to uncover if there's any bison violators out there in the elk refuge. I like that. I think it's a good idea. I think it's, yeah, I think it's do your due diligence. I honestly think the Bison will make a roaring comeback. I do. I do. Okay, let's get to the critical, uh, excuse me, let's get to the huddle this week. The huddle is the good news of the week, the critical number of the week, something you are stuck on, your quote slash question of the week, and your goat of the week. Tran, I'm going to kick it to you. What is your good news of the week? Matthew, what month is it? It is June. And we're talking about Duke versus Virginia. Whoa. We got a super regional starting Friday. Duke Blue Devils versus Virginia Cavaliers. Super regional, super regional in Charlottesville, Virginia. That's Rivalry what I'm talking renewed. about. We're talking about oh, yeah. we're talking about baseball here. Baseballs. We're talking about baseball's uh, college world series style. The next, the last the last bit of the tournament before you go to Omaha. So winner goes to Omaha situation here. Super regionals are hosted by the, the best seed. The best seed of the of that group, right? The bet so so Virginia played East Carolina and I forgot the other team they were category they were with in the regionals. Um, they beat East Carolina to move on to play Duke. Duke came from a different region and they were a lower seed than UVA. So UVA assumes the higher seed between mm. the two as they mm. uh, face off here in a in a game of baseball. All right, baseball. You know I love a good a good baseball story. Yeah, these are the – maybe they – you know, we talked about, like, maybe they have, like, Mincer's NIL deals or, you know, White Spot or Orbitz. Orbitz is gone. Did you know Ralph, Mushroom. Ralph Sampson invested in the White Spot? He bought it, helped helped a lead his leading group and bought the White Spot, so it's going to be a fixture there on the corner for many years That's to come. bucket list is to meet and just have, like, maybe 90 seconds of words with Ralph Sampson. 
I would love to sit down on the white spot, just three sheets to the wind, and eat a Gus Burger mm-hmm. and just pick his brain. He's got kind of a funny. Uh, it, <laughs> this is a tangent. Funny Instagram because it's like he's he's a well known player. You know, he's the number one pick in the in the eighties to the Rockets from Virginia. I went to the Final Four with Virginia when they were just like you know not. A, I mean, they're a good team in the eighties, but they had him anyway. He's his Instagram is funny. It's just like this, like it's like your grandpa's Instagram, where it's like he only has like eight likes per picture, and he, I'm just like <laughs> Ralph Sampson. No, I'm just, I'm just Ralph Sampson. I, the legend, I, but he's got like uh, eight likes for a picture of his dog. <laughs> I'll, I'll give him a follow. Let's see what Ralph is up to. All right, my good news of the week: we have a John Gruden sighting. He was spotted Ooh. in New Orleans. Uh oh. That's right. He, Allen. he went he went down there and helped Derek Carr and the New Orleans Uh-oh. Saints install their offense surrounding Derek Carr. Now, John Gruden was ousted what? as the Raiders head coach due to some emails that probably Dan Snyder leaked or Roger Goodell leaked because he was created such, or, or just forged. Yeah, that that they were like, you know what? You know who we're going to cancel right now is John Gruden. And they did it like over Monday Night Football. Do you remember that? Yeah. The hell are you doing? Yeah, and he um what are you doing? My life is running on a lifespan. Hey, hey, bud. What are you what are you doing to me here? So he was spotted in New Orleans, helped the Saints install offense, and all I have to say is please God hire John Gruden. So is he like uh it's kind of like Gary Patterson was a he worked for Texas for like two years. He was like a defensive, he wasn't a defensive coordinator, he was like a defensive an, not analyst, but a um what do you call it? Not a consultant consultant consult. There you go. He's like an offensive consultant for the saints. Cause he's not going for a job at the moment. I think it might've just been like a one or two day thing while they're at OTAs. Mm. Okay. Gotcha. But it would be nice if Dennis Allen um, allowed some sort of spark on offense for the saints. Well, Michael Thomas, he was seen at practice, uh, not actually practicing, but he was doing mental reps and he was simulating routes. So that's exciting. Right. I don't even know who that is. I don't even remember Michael <laughs> Thomas. I can't remember the last time I saw him play. You know, fantasy football 2019, you know. Yeah, he was great. He caught everything thrown his way, and then all of a sudden he didn't play for years and collected millions of dollars. I have no faith in Michael Thomas, pre-Madonna. All right, trainer, give me your critical number of the week. 40. Mm, what you're about to turn. Your age. Ooh. Ouch, a uh, four. That's true. Yeah, that that comes that comes into play in my suck factor. Uh, forty days and forty nights. The movie with Josh Hartnett. Remember that one? No. You can't do something for forty days. Um. Anyway, Russell Okung, the offensive lineman. For oh, the <laughs> I do remember that. Seattle. That was the, that was the yeah, most teen angsty movie of all time. <laughs> uh, all right. What, lots uh, of cross. Lots of crossfade in that movie. Looking back at me. No. Okay. Uh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I completely derailed what you were saying as I was I don't know. imagining rose, rose petals getting blown everywhere. Russell Okong, a massive 35-year-old offensive lineman, huge guy. His, he lost over 100 pounds because he didn't eat. He didn't eat anything for 40 straight days, just water, water diet. I'm like, I don't understand how that's possible, but I don't know if you look at pictures on the internet, kids out there, Google image, this side-by-side, it is shocking. Okay. All right. I'm going to do that right now. Now, who does he play for? Uh, Seattle. Seattle Seahawks. He's a, I feel like he's a Seattle legend. I mean, I'm sure he's a Hall of Famer, Hall of Fame offensive lineman, won a Super Bowl with them, went to another one. What? Rem- remind me his name. Russell o- Okung, Okung, O-K-U-N-G. 
Okay. All right. We're going to get a live reaction here. <laughs> um. Oh, my God. I know. Stick figure. 40-day fast? I wonder how much he had to eat just to keep weight for the NFL. I guess a lot because he's naturally looks like, I mean, he's got kind of a, he doesn't look like a fat bastard at the end of awesome powers where he's got all the hanging skin. You know, he looks like he looks healthy. Yeah. It looks like he's good. People are like, this is unhealthy, blah, blah, blah. But I don't know. Maybe uh, yeah, it's pretty sexy to me. Yeah. It looks kind of good. You know, his beard looks a little fake. We might've dyed that, but <laughs> other than that, he looks trim. All yeah, right. I, I, I just wonder, I wonder if like, is this his, is his game plan to like, gain some weight back and kind of meet in the middle at 50 pounds lost before training camp. I mean, I, I don't think he's retiring. I I'm just, I feel like you can't play looking like Kevin Durant. You can't play offensive line. <laughs> like he just looks so thin now. He's like, I'm actually really fast. I'm going to play secondary. I'm actually really oh. stinking fast. Tight end. You play tight end. All right. That is an incredible, well, for, 40 days. That'll do it. Um, My critical numbers were uh, Jokic and Jamal's, uh, triple doubles as teammate first teammates in NBA history to have a 30 point triple double in the same game, regular or postseason. But I did say a, a fun little fact here, trainer, that's going to drive you nuts. Love it. 1200 days. 1200 days. That is since three years, three months, three years. one week, and six days since the Rangers made the playoffs. What do you, what do that's you, what way, do you, that's they, way larger. What do you, that's, Big bait, yeah, you're right. That's like 2,400. What What are you baiting me on here? Since someone other, it's been 1,200 days since someone other than an SEC team has been ranked number one in the college football playoff. Uh, Yikes. Sorry. It just means more, trainer. It just means more. 1,200 days. So Clemson? Is that the last one? ACC related? I didn't dive too in deep. I didn't dive that deep. It's probably Clemson. It's Trevlar. Um, yeah, that was that had to have been it, right? Mm-hmm. Dabo, yeah. Dabo Sweeney. Interesting fact. I like that one. I mean, they've won, what, 16 of the last 20 national championships or something? I think it's probably 19 of 20. No, Ohio State and Clemson's in there a couple of times. I can, Ohio I'll, State, I'll Clemson, and Florida State with your boy Jameis. So there's there's three, at least, Yeah. that I can think of. All right, trainer, let's move on a little bit. Give me your stuck on of oh. the week. Speaking of college football, um, I'm about six. I have two stocks. Uh, I'm about six months, six months away from my ninth anniversary of my 30s, and mm-hmm. here comes the old. Here comes the old man rant. Um, you know when you're online and you have to like select your age, and you have to. And nowadays you have to scroll really far back into the 80s. It just feels kind of bad. Do you feel bad when you do that? When I scroll to the 80s, oh oh oh, what? if it, if it's like some website requires your birthday. Yeah. Yeah, you're like, it used to be, you know, when the, when the internets came out in the late 90s, you're like, ooh, I barely have to scroll back to 84, 88. Now it's just like, holy crap, I'm going back. It feels like 100 years now. So I found the retired NFL players' sons in college list, and it's pretty fun. Okay. All right. All we right. Got, we got we got Colorado's quarterback, Shadur Sanders. I'm sure you know his dad. De- Deion Sanders is his father and coach. I'm just saying a little nepotism there. Much a little bit. Uh, Howard running back Eden James. Can you guess that one? Edron James's son. Who did Edron James? Miss. Who did Edron James play for? The Jaguars, Colts, and Cardinals. Oh, uh, yeah, that makes me feel dumb. That's okay. Southern Miss running back. This one's easy. Frank Bison Gore Jr. Duh. Frank Gore Senior. Stanford running back EJ EJ Smith. 
What? Say that again. Played for a legend. EJ Smith, Emmett Smith's kid, the father of a legend. There you go. Um, Michigan State receiver Antonio Gates Jr. Duh. Ohio okay, State. that's that's the first one that's made me feel that's made me pause for a second. Frank Gore is old, er, you know he's like yeah. he's is he old enough to have an eighteen year old? All right, keep going. He had the longest career of like any NFL player ever, I think. Uh, Ohio State, Marvin Harrison Jr. Obviously, mm-hmm. uh, USC receiver Brendan Rice. Jerry Rice has a kid that plays for USC. Mm-hmm. That's so sick. That's so awesome. Hi, I'm Jerry Rice's kid. Me and LeBron James Jr. are going to go hang out. And Caleb Williams and Brendan Rice playing together. It's pretty cool. LSU tight end Mason Taylor. This one's kind of hard. Jason Taylor? Oh, nicely done. We're crushing this right now. <laughs> Penn State cornerback Christian Driver. Donald Driver's son? So, wow. Tennessee cornerback Christian Harrison. Marvin Harrison's kid? No, we've already said him. Yeah. Anybody else? Is there a Linehart in there somewhere? Rodney Harrison, Sunday Night Football, Pat Patriots, great, kind of sassy. All right, Rodney. Yeah. Oh, Rodney Harrison. Yeah, these. I mean, they're probably there. Might there's probably some more sprinkled in here, but these are the these are the top dogs. The dads were. And also, there's an Arch Manning at Texas. So like, whoa. Oh yeah, good point. We're moving good into point. a different phase of our yeah. different phase of our lives. We really are. Really are man. All gone. Unless unless Brady comes out of retirement, then we're okay. We're still hanging on to childhood. Did you see that Tom Brady? Speaking of Tom <laughs> Brady, is issuing a, like a video or a tutorial on how not to gamble on sports if you're an NFL <laughs> player. Is that pointed at at Ridley and Jameson? And um, and just recently, the Colts got busted. Colts. Yeah, yeah. He placed a hundred bets. Most of them were only twenty dollars bets, but he used his friend's account. Just like, don't just, you know, find somebody a little, you got to find somebody a few degrees further than your buddy to use their account. Wait, know? then I don't see why, like, how do they trace it back to him? Venmo? Uh, IP addresses used? I don't know. That's what I would, that's where my brain goes. I don't know how anything on the internet works. I just don't understand. Yeah, my buddy was staying at my house. He lives upstairs. So what? All right. Hit some parlays. Besides, it was, it was. That's true. Could've it was horse racing house. in England. Like, what, is, what does it matter? They dug up something. Number two, stock college football players boycotting the college football video game because they will only take home $500 per player. Um, there's one Mississippi State quarterback named Mike Wright. Uh, he said, man, I'll take 20. I'll opt for it. I'll opt in for free if my speed is accurate. I love this guy. <laughs> I thought he, I was, I was the Mississippi State quarterback or the Vandy quarterback? Vandy transfer portal to Mississippi State. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. there you Transfer go. Transfer portal, duh. Duh, duh. All right, my stuck on the JH News and Guide published another article about our boy Hayden Hatfield over there, the Jacksonville High School boys basketball coach. Nice. As reported. Good. Positive spin? Uh, it seems a little ickier than we first thought. A bit, what we oh. originally thought it was the, the players' parents, right, that were hollering at Hayden yeah. about their boys' playing time. Yeah, I don't yeah, really yeah. want to put that uh, player on blast. Yeah. yeah, just angry sports dad. It also seems like some boosters, some boosters got involved, and Ooh. they were sending they're sending our boy Mike Hansen, who's a twenty four karat gold guy, is just trying to do the job of his best of his ability. Mike Hansen has been fighting tooth and nail trying to fund a new facilities down there at the high school to offer 
the kids of this county better athletic facilities, better locker room, better better everything for their sports side because the Wyoming Public School couldn't afford to build what was and is not only Mike Hansen visions, but what parents' visions and what they want. They have the real estate and they want to build a field house. Yeah. Guess what? It's winter eight months out of the year. It might be nice for these kids not to have to practice in a snowstorm when spring soccer comes around. They literally plow yeah. the fields, the soccer fields. It's like comical how much snow is on the outside of the soccer fields. When I, I work right by the high school, so you look out there and like, God, I thought the mosquitoes in Alabama were bad in the spring. Look at the 10-foot-tall snowbanks these guys are playing, almost like a coliseum, and having to practice out there in the bitter cold. So it, it, it I makes coached, sense. Uh, I, don't know if I, I coached three-year-old soccer. I don't know if I told you this. Uh, in April one year, and I, I know you're talking about. Oh, oh in April out here? Yeah. Who's, who, did, you, did you have a court you, order or something? <laughs> you were no, not just, a part of a – I, it kind of is my heart. I was tutoring kids at the at the, the TLC place, the, the learning center place over by the, uh, the back of that building that has um, what's in there. There's like a golf simulator anyway. And I was like, kind of getting, kind of getting bored of the books. Wanted to get back into the, get the ball. Yeah. Get, yeah. Get the ball around. Yeah. yeah didn't want to hang out with those three-year-old nerds anymore. It's like, you know what? I'm really good at sports. Let's coach soccer. And then I retired to be a volunteer radio co-host. Oh, there you go. There you go. Um, so these boosters and a, a number of other parents were texting and emailing Mike and then deleting the text. Hmm. Like they were saying things like, and I'm going to delete this as always. Well, it turns out uh, a Freedom of Information Act can get access to a, what is it, a state employee's correspondence? Does that make oh, sense? okay. And so the texts weren't deleted on the other end, and Mm -hmm. so those got exposed, and it seems like the boosters were leveraging their, kind of like Liv, kind of leveraging their money in order to get their way. (laughs) Uh, Kind of like Liv. Kind of like the Liv tour. Um, And Hayden Hatfield, he he did not have any public comment. He is moving back near Huntsville, took took a head coaching job near his hometown in Decatur, Alabama. And what's the the thing that stuck out the most to me is that a parent emailed and said that he was in the football coach's office with the football coach talking about something during the halftime of one of the boys' games. And mm-hmm. it was like, and Hayden used some foul language during halftime. I heard I heard the F word. It's like, have you ever have you ever been in a locker room? Like ever football? in your life? No, they were in the yeah. This was this was the basketball team, and no, no, the Bucks were getting used the word whooped. Football. Oh yeah, but he so let me explain that better. He was in the football coach's office, which is adjacent to the boys' basketball oh, uh, locker room through walls, and overheard through walls, and was just appalled by the language going on in there. It's like no, it's just not it's just not done in sports. That that's not how you treat young men. It's like kinda, kinda. Yeah. That's like. Yeah. That's kind of how they learn how to be men is being like an older guy being like, yo, you're an idiot. Do better. Bud Kilmer won like 16 district titles for West Canaan uh, Coyotes. Yeah. So, and he definitely used that language and he, <laughs> I saw it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I saw it in my own eyes. There's some Tordal shots that I, I find a little troublesome. <laughs> 
But yeah, I I don't want to put anybody else on blast, but it seems like the whole thing is is kind of blowing up, and we can only cheer for our boy Mike Hansen. He is twenty four karat yeah. gold. I'm assuming he got just pummeled by the parents that seem to have been leveraging their power over the whole situation, and it just seems like it's just a mess. And we hope it all gets sorted out in the correct way. But I feel I do still feel bad for Hayden Hatfield, who was so committed. So committed to this team. He missed one practice after the birth of his child in January. Jeez. That's it. I mean, that's truly committed. That's, that's really sad on the part of the parents that sound like they're the cast of Friday Night Lights. It really, it really <laughs> does, right? It does. It is like, is this a TV script? This is just real life. This is actually happening. Oh, we had the best season in Broncos high school basketball history. You cussed, you're out. My kid's not getting playing time, you're out. Like, whatever. Lame. Lame. All right. It's the players aren't soft. The parents are soft is what it is. Oh, yeah, 100%. Not the coach, not the players, just the parents. Not the AD, just the parents being uh, bleep. Okay, anyway, give me your quotes last question of the week, trainer. This got to be the year. Um. Every single every single draftee that got drafted in the NFL during press conference time. <laughs> no, this is Micah Parsons talking about the Cowboys season upcoming. Oh, are they? Is he gained a bunch of weight? Oh, did he do the the opposite, Russell Okung? No, I don't think he just like ate himself into weight. I think he's just super <laughs> jacked. Yeah, they're trying to make him more of a, a big D end, like a Miles Garrett type versus a, a like kind of a leaner. Because he's kind of lean. He's kind of like he's kind of got like a like a basketball body when he's on the, on the field, he doesn't look like, you know, the widest of shoulders. He just, he's twitchy. He's got quick, quick movements and he's an absolute wrecking ball when it comes to getting in the backfield. Yeah. Beef, be a beefcake is what he'll be. So how disappointed do you think the Cowboys are going to be this season? Very. You mean like, so how, how are expectations <laughs> and how is reality going to go underneath those expectations? Ooh, that's a good question. Expectations of making the NFC title game for the first time since 96. That's the goal. I'm not okay. going to say the Super Bowl is the goal. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll come, we'll, we'll fall, fall short again. We'll lose to a third string quarterback, like a Brock Purdy type, uh, who's playing backup for, or actually we'll lose to Jared, we'll lose to the Lions and Jared Goff in the playoffs. How about that? <laughs> that sound, is that something you'd be interested in? Yeah, the Lions are going to win the, uh, the North there. And just pummel, pummel the Cowboys in the East. That is good stuff. Okay. My question is, did you know that Lionel Messi turned – oh, 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 wait, wait. Let me – I might have just blown it. Um, Here it is. I'm sorry. We're going to keep all that in, and, and the listeners are going to know. You know who didn't accept the Saudis' blood money? Lionel Messi? Lionel Messi did not accept the Saudi's blood money. He was given a nine-figure deal to come play soccer in the Ooh. in the desert, and instead he is joining the Inter, Inter Miami? I guess that's how sure. soccer clubs are called. He is MLS? He is joining the MLS in Miami. Now, if you like Lionel Messi, I'm assuming Miami is going to be a hell of a fun spot to go live. That's a yeah, it's a great great place to do your twilight soccer retirement uh, party time, and that, it makes sense because Tyree Kill's challenging him to a race. I didn't understand why Tyree Kill was doing that, but now it makes sense. He's going to Miami. I got it now. 
They're also the ticket, the ticket prices, just to see the messy effect. The ticket prices went from like the cheapest ticket to get into a game was 25 bucks. And now the che- cheapest ticket is 425 bucks or something of that in- inflated. Got to pay that contract. So I was just looking around and watching, uh, looking at the f- my feed, and have we have we forgotten about David Beckham? Can we talk about David Beckham for a second? What's he been up to? I, yeah, I've, I forgot about him. So David Beckham left the Champions League, right? He mm-hmm. came over and played his twilight years in the MLS, maybe maybe leaving some of his LA prime years. Ga- LA Galaxy, I think. Yeah. So he made two hundred fifty five million dollars over five years playing in the MLS. He ended up buying Inner Miami for $25 million. Oh. Today they're valued over $600 million. And with the addition of Messi, people are projecting this club to be currently worth somewhere near a billion dollars. There's got to be a movie starring Ryan Gosling about the David Ooh. Beckham, the David Beckham like move here. This is an incredible He's- sports story. I think he's available. Ryan Gosling is going to be Ken in the upcoming Barbie movie uh, with Margot Robbie. So I feel like he's got, he needs a movie. He needs a script. Someone, Ryan Rossillo is writing this script right now and is, <laughs> and is trying to get, trying to get Gosling attached. Juicy. All right, trainer. Let's finish up this. Victoria? Victoria Beckham. Who plays Victoria Beckham? Angelina Jolie. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll work on it. Angelina Jolie, 2005. Angelina Jolie, 23. <laughs> 23. Because Be- Victoria Beckham, uh, Posh Spice, she's got to be getting up there in age, right? Spice Girls. Oh, is she really? I did not know who Victoria Beckham was. I, I was just Posh Spice. Okay, yeah. His I wife. See that. His, wa- his wife. I know yeah, his wife. wife, but I did not realize that, that she was a Spice Girl. Oh, yeah. I hope I just, I hope I just, uh, David Beckham, you alerted all the fans of that information that didn't see Spice World in theaters five times because they had a little sister. Spice Spice Girls had a movie? Oh yeah, Spice World. Hell of a movie. Damn, I missed that. <laughs> it's still it's available on streaming somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I can find it. All right, trainer, give me your goat of the week as we round out this show. I mean, truly it was Bryson um, or Monahan, uh, Ty, but we already kind of covered him. Uh saw Aaron Rodgers being a bad influence. He's doing this like smoking a joint celebration with Sauce Gardner. You know, just say no to drugs. Just kids. drug um, stuff. Aaron, lay off the drugs. And I know you ha- you've got a great one. So I'll just I'll just piggyback off yours. How about Zion that? Williams? Son. <laughs> How'd you like that? Zion. Um he's been busy. Oh. He is expecting uh, a daughter here very shortly. He did an Instagram reveal or gender reveal on Instagram. Mm-hmm. As he did that, uh, someone aired out his dirty laundry by the name of where did I write that down? I didn't write it down. She who will not be Mariah named? Mills. Um, Mariah Mills. Mariah. She is an adult film actress and she is putting Zion on oh. blast from all his Snapchat correspondence with the adult film actor. And she goes on and on, and Zion is just getting absolutely thrashed, setting up uh, her plane tickets, courtside seats, wants to move her to New Orleans, ask how mm-hmm. much she has to pay him, pay her a month in order to live there. And the one, the most incendiary tweet after Mariah goes on this just complete rant is, you better hope I'm not pregnant because I'm definitely late. 
I didn't oh, get to see this one. I saw, man. I saw the, uh, I saw the one we can't really talk about on the show, that tweet, but I didn't see this one. That's amazing. Yes. Yes. Zion, um, could you focus a little more on rehab? Let's get the let's get the legs going here. Let's do some high knees. No, no. M- mental reps. Mental reps. It's, it's all good. Zion, yet you're not, it's not good. I'm not saying I'm not here to kink shame anyone, and you know, and, and people have their things and live their lives. But Zion, you you don't have a good reputation right now, and this soils it a little further. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe he's you know he's getting busy. He's not, he's he's not yeah, he's not as lazy as we thought he was. He's just focused That's on the wrong wet on the wrong thing. Very true. I saw a, one good comment in the comment section of this was amazing. Uh, one guy said, "Bro, playing more off the court than on it." Eggplant emoji. Uh, just excellent work there. Just <laughs> <laughs> really rock solid, rock solid tweet right there. Sports fans, that is all the time we have for you this week. Please download our podcast wherever podcasts are available. We, we do have an email set up at Teton Sports Talk. Please write us any life advice you may need, any situation where you have, are stuck. We can help you out. The emails were coming in. We didn't have enough to filter through, so we're going to have to get to that later on in the summer. But please keep emailing us, Talk at gmail.com. All right, trainer. That is yeah, it. Yeah, uh, get those emails in. There's uh, only a certain amount of inbox space we have. We're on a free account. So, yeah, the gigabytes are starting first to come, dwindle. First come, first serve. Yeah, yeah. All right. That's it. That's all.